sent me reeling back in time It wasn't what I heard or seen But something smelled so fresh and clean It was someone hanging laundry on the line That got me thinking back when I was younger I don't know how my mother found the time She always kept us clothed and fed And Saturday she'd make the beds With sheets and blankets hanging on the line that's been hanging on the line There ain't nothing in the world that smells as fine The machine's alright, it's understood But nothing makes you feel so good Laundry that's been hanging on the line was Erin Lacombe and The Laundry Song. You are tuned into the Whiskey and Cigarettes show in the company of your Cabacus Nova, Romy the Rodeo and the Italian Dijonek. And my people, it's truly an honour and a pleasure to welcome back the show, the one and only Erin Lacombe. Hey Erin, how are you today? I'm great. It's a pleasure to be here, man. I appreciate the invite. Oh, we're very, very happy to have you back indeed, Aaron. And, uh, you know, we just heard a song that's been doing very, very well for you over here in Italy, The Laundry Song. Now, I have to ask at this point, um, tell us a little bit about this song, how it came about, and what was the, should we say, the inspiration for this song? Sure. So I um, drive around the United States playing my music with, um, I usually have my dog with me, and I have a van that's really well outfitted. It has a bed in it. And, um, we were out for a two week run or so. And when we got back, um, it was time to wash the sheets and blankets that are in there, of course. 
And I don't recall exactly why, but when I got them out of the washer, maybe I was just feeling cheap about the electric bill or something. Um, so I just hung them out over the deck railing just because you know, it was a nice day. And the next time I slept on them, they just smelled so good. It brought back all these childhood memories of, you know, when my mom would hang the blankets out and um, they just smell a very particular way. And so I sat down and wrote that song and I thought, you know, it's a pretty silly song on, on face value. And I, I really didn't think I'd play it much, but I had a, a show at a retirement home a couple of weeks later and I played it there and they loved it. So I just kind of started playing it around. And, you know, that's, that's fantastic. And like I said, you know, it's been definitely been enjoying a lot of success, especially on this side of the pond. Now, when it actually comes, you know, to an upcoming EPs or albums and such, Aaron, uh, either of those in the works as we speak? Absolutely. I just started laying down scratch tracks for the new record, actually. Um, so I'm hoping late this year. Late this year. Oh, awesome. So could you give us an idea of what we're to expect from this latest release of yours, uh, you know, sonically and thematically and stuff like that? It's funny you should mention the sonic aspect of it because that's that's going to be a big focus on this one. The the last record I I used a producer who produces a lot of Texas music, and um, the goal was to make that thing sounded like to sound like it belongs on the radio, and he did a real good job at that. Um, this record I'm going to scale it back a bit and use a lot more acoustic instruments, not so much steel guitar, not so much electric guitar, but more mandolin, banjo, dobro, that kind of thing, and um, try to try to make it sound a little more bare and a little more exposed, a little more emotional. Nice. So I guess kind of stripping it down this time around, I guess one could say, which is That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. I, I love that. And and speaking, actually, you know, of, of things that recently you know, happened when it comes to you, I know you recently teamed up with, uh, you know, Dan Rollins. So I wanted to actually, um, you know, tell us a little bit about this collab and what that entails and how you and Dan actually got to working together. Sure. Uh, Don is a really neat guy. He he um, took songwriting a totally different direction than I have. For me, it's a very personal kind of selfish thing, really. Um, most of the time when I write, I'm writing by myself and about things I want to write about. But Don worked in Nashville as um, in a writer's room, you know, where you would go um, uh, work with a bunch of other people, um, sometimes just one or two. And I think the guy that he wrote, uh, it's five o'clock somewhere with, uh, I don't remember his real name, but everybody calls him Moose. Um and, and and they basically told them we need a song, sort of a beachy feel, Jimmy Buffett sort of vibe thing for a certain artist, and that's what they came up with. And um, so you know he has this long career of writing songs in those kind of environments, and my experience is a totally different thing. So what we do is we get on stage and just trade stories and songs. And it's funny, his stories are always really interesting and include people that you know, you know, like Chris Stapleton or so-and-so or whatever. And my stories are mostly about my dog and, you know, whatever else is going on. So it makes for a really interesting evening. Well, and I think that's a wonderful team up indeed with you and Don for sure. And, you know, speaking of personal stories, you know, stories of yours, you know, among the songs that, uh, you know, amongst the many songs you've written, one that really kind of caught my eye and my ear, I should say, is Tired of Being Right. Now, when it comes to you personally, what would you say about the world are you tired of being right about? Well, well I can I, 
I don't always tell this story because of where I'm at in the world, but I wrote that song on January 6th, two years ago, um, because I woke up in the morning and I sort of saw what was going on in the news about our elections and all that stuff. And I said to my girlfriend, I don't think today is going to go well. Um, and it didn't. And when we got home from work that day, she said, you're right. You were right. And I said, I'm tired of being right. And that's how it happened. And on this, and kind of on this theme, you know, when it comes to politics and music, do you think the two should remain separate or are folks in the entertainment business like yourself entitled to sharing their political views? Uh, you know, maybe concerned because there is that concern that maybe, you know, certain artists might end up influencing folks by sharing their political views. Do you think that artists should do that or they should keep them for themselves or to themselves? I don't, I don't see any way to avoid it. It like, if you listen to my music, you will know where I'm coming from eventually. Um, it's not something I go out and talk about a whole lot, but you you will know listening to my music how I feel about things. Um, and I do I do wish it were more that way. Um, you know, you just you sort of figure out where someone stands and what kind of person they are, and maybe there would be less need to talk about it if we were listening to each other's lyrics more. Um, I don't. You know, I live in the land of quote unquote free speech. I'm not, it would be, it would be weird for me to go around saying that people shouldn't talk about it. I don't like listening to it. I'll, I'll be quite honest with you. It's not, most of the time it's not um, friendly discussion anymore. Um, but I don't see any way, like the songs that I write are very personal to me and the way I feel about the world and the, my country and politics is going to seep into that. Mm. And something that I've noticed that, you know, is getting harder and harder for a lot of people is separating the artist from the art. Are you able to do that when it comes to artists that you like, and but you find that their political leanings or ideals or whatever aren't in line with yours? I really don't need to. And it's because I, I am, I guess I'm privileged that the things I like tend to come out of people that I like. Um, and you know, if there's, if, if somebody is just a hateful person that comes out in their music and I probably know what kind of person they are and dislike their music before I have, before they ever have to open their mouth on the news or start shooting at cans of Bud Light or whatever, you know. <laughs> Fair point. And on a lighter note, how was your summer? <laughs> Actually, my summer was fantastic. I've been on the road a lot. Um, which is just exactly where I want to be. Um, and uh, I've been to Atlanta, Colorado, Las Vegas, Michigan, Chicago, all over the place. But um, yeah, it's been a great summer. And um, I was, you know, I was just in Colorado this last weekend and it was 65 degrees where I was at. And then I get in a plane and come back home. It's 105. Yeah, I can see it's like, oh no, I've got to go back to this again. Seriously, <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Uh, but 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 I get that for sure. And uh, you know, as I mentioned before, you you know, uh, when, it, when it came to the laundry song doing so well over here in Italy, have you ever ever had the opportunity to either visit Italy or even perform over here in Italy? 
I haven't. Uh, the closest I've been to Italy is France, I guess. But um, the folks who put on that put on line dancing line festival dancing that sort of, that sort of um, uh, turned it into a big deal uh, have inquired about having me come over to play at their next festival. So it's possible that it'll happen. Have you over here to some gigs for us over here would be, be absolutely great indeed. And, you know, when it comes to now the, the, the remainder of 2023, what does that look like for you now? What, what should we say your plans going in, you know, now from like mid-August to the end of the year? I've got a show in Oregon in a couple of weeks here, which is kind of the opposite part of the country for me. Um, it's a three-day drive, and I've got some shows on my way up and back. So I'll do that run. And that's kind of my last big run for through September. And then um, I'm going to start really working on recording the album. Um, at that point, I'll have sent, you know, like I say, I'm recording the scratch track, scratch tracks. Now I'll have sent that to all the people who are going to play on it. They'll have gotten familiar with the songs and then we'll come together in the studio and play it. Um, hopefully in October or November. Fabulous stuff indeed. And for those who want to stay up to date with everything you have going on, you know, be it shows, new music and what have you, where can we send these folks to? Um, my website, AaronLacombe.com, kind of branches you out to everything, Spotify, Apple Music, um, Instagram, iTunes, all that stuff. But <clears throat> it really does help if you'll follow me on a, whichever social media thing is your thing, um, Instagram or Facebook or whatever. I, I'm always posting pictures from the road, mostly of my dog and I, and, um, you know, it's a great way to keep up. And then, um, you know, if you subscribe on Spotify or bands in town or whatever, it, it lets folks know when I'm coming through town. So that's real helpful. Fabulous stuff. Well, folks, you definitely know what to do for, uh, of course, some more Aaron Lacombe goodness. And speaking of Aaron Lacombe goodness, Aaron, we're going to be seeing out here with another great song of yours, which will be Ode to the All Sups Burrito. Now, when it comes to this song, any stories behind this one? Certainly, there is There is absolutely a story behind that. There is a chain of convenience stores here in Texas and New Mexico called All Sups, and they next to every register and every allsups and there are hundreds of them there is a box with a heat lamp in it and these burritos and they are just always there you long after all the restaurants and everything else is closed you can be coming home from the bar and if you need something to eat those burritos are there now are they good for you no are they delicious <clears throat> depends on how many beers you've had but they're just always there for you. So I ended up sleeping in my van in a parking lot in Allsup's once, and the smell of those burritos started coming in the van in the morning, and it just reminded me of all these great times I'd had. Um, so I wrote that song. Oh, I, I love that for sure. And hey, sometimes some of the things that are most delicious are not necessarily good for us. I guess I guess there's one of the world's <laughs> basic truths sometimes. But uh, yep. we're going to get into this awesome song. This will be Erin Lacombe and Ode to the All Sups Burrito. Erin, I want to once again thank you so, so much for your time. I truly appreciated it. And of course, I want to wish you continued success with your career and all the very best for the remainder of 2023. Thank you so much. And if I if I do get invited over to Italy, I'll make sure and look you up. Oh, we definitely would love to hang out with you and, and as I said, get to finally see your music live. That is something that I'm really looking forward to. So, uh, so I'm counting on it. 
So, uh, folks, you heard, <laughs> you heard it from Aaron Lacombe. Be sure to check him out if you to do so. He is definitely worth your time. Here's the great song of his. This will be Ode to the All Sucks Burrito. You are tuned into the Whiskey and Cigarettes Show with your Italian DJ Nick. We'll be right back after this. In my college years, we'd stop in for a case of beer, a couple of burritos, and some gas. We never thought too much about the stuff we put into our mouths and whether it was good for us or bad. Nighttime come, we'd hit the bars or sit out underneath the stars and drink until the whole town called it quits. When we finally made our way back home, that open sign was always on. About the only thing we'd ever get Was that awesome burrito It wouldn't cross my mind if I was sober And that's almost over Awesome burrito I'm never thinking clearly when I eat you I'm not proud to need you But you look warm and ready to go And nobody needs to know And I'm taking you home As I'm singing this, tell the truth, I kind of miss the way that smell would hit you at the door. You'd go in for a minute's time, bag of chips and a couple limes, and it's soaked into whatever clothes you wore. One time in the summer heat, I left one in my truck a week, and I bet my buddy Matt he wouldn't need it. He looked a little green at first. Later got a whole lot worse He lived to tell, never did repeat it But that all such burrito You wouldn't cross my mind if I was sober And that's almost over Oh, all such burrito I'm never thinking clearly when I eat you I'm not proud to need you But you look warm and ready to go And nobody needs to know I'm taking you home We're all a little older now You won't catch us running around the way we used to do when we were young When I'm driving late at night I love to see that awesome sign I'll pull in off the road and get me one Home. 